0: This is a Mr. Thrive Media production. Don't you wish life were like the game Candyland? Candy being handed out at every corner. But we all know that life gives you lemons, not candy. We have a choice in every moment, though, of what we're going to do with those lemons. One of those options is the cliche we hear all the time. To make lemonade. A few years back, a colleague was introducing me to some global leaders at the Milken Institute Global Conference... And before I could even open my mouth to answer the question of what I do, she said, Kaylee is the queen of making lemonade out of lemons. I had the chills. In one breath, she nailed my essence. Being Queen Lemonade doesn't just mean that I make lemonade out of lemons, but one of my life's missions has been to help others see the lemonade in their lives. So I wanted to create Lemonade Land as a place where we make lemonade together, where we come together to witness each other's challenges and share our triumphs. In Lemonade Land, we'll celebrate the lemonade that everyday people are creating out of life's toughest moments. As Queen Lemonade, I'm merely here to inspire. Each one of us can make lemonade and in doing so we become co-creators of our experience and ourselves. It's what makes life beautiful I'm Kaylee Zaytuni. Welcome to Lemonade Land. I am thrilled to thank today's sponsor because he's a dear friend and has been a huge part of making this podcast possible. David Kopp is an incredible brand strategist and graphic designer amongst many other things. You know that phrase, jack of all trades, master of none? Well, (laughs) he masters them all. He's been a dear friend for so many years. Oh my gosh. I can't even remember. It's been well over a decade, and I'm so, so blessed to have him in my life, but I want to share with you today what makes him so unique and why I highly recommend reaching out to him for any branding or design needs. When it comes to brand and design, you know, I've worked with so many designers and I used to work in the nonprofit world and in the corporate world. And for whatever reason, it didn't matter what my title was, I was somehow always involved with a lot of branding and design and sometimes overseeing an entire rebrand. And David is always my first stop when that task is at hand. And what I find so incredible is that especially when I'm working in a corporation, you know, of course, we have to get three pitches and compare. I'm always so amazed by how well David captures the essence of your brand and of you. I've certainly experienced that with myself when he created my logo. I just remember this like feeling of breathing into it. Like, yes, that's so like, that's me. Like, you know, he just he really, really nails that. You know, he's just so good at nailing your essence and really getting in there and helping you choose a brand that does actually reflect everything that you want it to and what your ultimate vision is. So he is, oh my goodness, such a unique designer and comes at it also with a really unique understanding of psychology. He's also really good at understanding how something's going to land for your audience. So I highly recommend him. I also want to say he's very reasonably priced and he works for both large corporations, but definitely prefers to be working with startups and he offers payment plans, which is really important these days. And if you mention my name, he will give you 10% off, which is awesome. That's me just giving you a little sweet lemonade for the day. He's super easy to find. All you gotta do is Google him, type in DK Benjamin again that's the letter d for david the letter k and then the name benjamin and he'll pop right up at the top so dk benjamin go ahead and search for him and don't forget to mention my name for that sweet 10 percent off that's my little lemonade gift to you today and thanking david so much for making this podcast possible i'm so excited for you guys to hear today's guest wow oh my gosh what a conversation! Azriela Jankovic, Dr. Ozzy, is a speaker, author, and coach strategically educating and empowering women to find their passion to lead with clarity, confidence, and creativity on purpose, which you know I love so much. In her words, I believe that your dreams, visions, and goals have come to you for a purpose and that you are uniquely qualified to actualize them. Ugh! How delicious is that? Her book, Beyond All Things, her podcast within us and her masterminds and events empower thousands of readers and listeners to translate thoughts and ideas into results her transformational tools and experiences are based on practical scientific research you know i love that along with ancient universal torah spiritual wisdom yes and poised to inspire personal and professional evolution. I'm so honored that she is here to share her own personal journey with us today of how she has and continues to make lemonade when faced with life's challenges. Ozzy, I am so excited that you are here today and I'm so excited to be finally meeting you in person because we have been talking online or on the phone and haven't really connected in... We've never met.
1: can't believe this
0: is like unbelievable because I feel like I know you so I'm so excited to have this conversation and I want to just start by giving a an amazing shout out slash so much gratitude to our amazing friend Lisa Arnold who's the reason like she's the reason that we've connected and she brought us into each other's lives and you know we never know how that one connection is going to possibly change the world. Like you just don't know. And I'll tell you that from Lisa connecting us, and then I was on your podcast, um, lives have been changed as a result. I believe it. It's amazing. People who reached out to me, people who are starting their own healing journeys as a result of hearing that. So with so much gratitude to her, we are going to have an amazing conversation today. Yeah,
1: I'm so grateful for Lisa and so grateful for all of the powers that be that have brought us together. So yes. thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I'm looking at you just being like, she's real. You're on 3D. <laughs> You're you know, real. Kaylee, I just
1: have to say that I've been hearing about you for so long and i hearing about these quote unquote miraculous healings. And, um, you know, I've heard you say that they're not miraculous, that, that we've been designed this way. But I think you're one of the unique people on the planet that understand the miraculousness of science and and of our existence. And it's just a joy to observe (laughs) what you do.
0: Oh, thank you. I love how you're phrasing that because, yeah, it is. It's science. And sometimes we almost take it for granted. Sometimes we're just like, well, yeah, of course, a cell functions that way. And then, of course, billions of cells come together to make your liver. Like, wait, what? (laughs) What? that is a miracle. That's okay. Science is miraculous. So yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. And I love that we're starting there. You know, that's my favorite. <laughs> I want to ask you something. We've never had a chance to kind of talk one-on-one and I love what you teach and what you share and what you bring to the table, but no one, I don't know anyone who teaches mindfulness, who shares the kind of wisdom and inspiration about life that you share um, just out of the blue. Hmm. It doesn't start from nowhere. It doesn't come from nowhere. I, th- I believe that, you know, we, we create ourselves and usually there's a reason. So I would love to know if you're open to sharing what brought you to, to learn these things for yourself that now you get to teach others. Yeah. Yeah, I thank you for asking,
1: you know, I think that there, I have two answers for you. And the first one is that I think I simultaneously suffered and experienced joy on such extreme levels throughout most of my life. Oh my God, I have the chills. That I felt so alone, that my emotions were so intense and that I was either so in love with life or so defeated. I needed to understand what was really going on with other people. I needed to feel connected and I didn't always feel that way. I, I, feel, I felt like an outsider for so much of my life Wow. and, you know, I grew up with chronic pain as I think I've shared with you a little bit. I grew up with chronic pain. I had an injury as a child when I was 18 months old and it led to mm. chronic pain in one of my feet and I looked normal. And yet I couldn't always walk right, and I couldn't participate fully in sports. I think I sat out on the sides a lot and just watched people. Wow. And I became really fascinated with people, and yet growingly a little bit more and more alienated. Although you know, here we are in Jerusalem, and about two years ago, I had I, I was recovering from a very complicated birth from my fourth child. I was, I mean, the, the situation was pretty severe. I didn't know if he was going to make it. Oh,
0: my gosh. Actually,
1: yeah, 30 weeks, I was rushed to the hospital.
0: Oh, my gosh. I
1: didn't know if my baby was going to make it. And um, wow. and I had to take a lot of medications, a lot of procedures over the course of the pregnancy. And my mental health, you know, like I said, I, I have these, like, intensities about me. And it really brought me to, I think, all the health issues and the near loss of my son who's now three years old and healthy thank god amazing
0: thank god but so
1: many things that I went through like I woke up and found myself in the year 2017 after he was born in a grateful place because he was born and it was so beautiful but I found myself in a body that I didn't really identify with anymore yeah I didn't I I found myself in a sick in an ill body and in in a Mm. body that wasn't well Physically mentally emotionally and even spiritually even though I had moved around the world to be in this spiritual country and live the spiritual life I felt really really broken in moments and I resolved for myself that summer that I would just take a year to get better and I would I would take a year to get better and I would just do what I love every day and take care of myself and what I love really what I came to remember about myself, I'd forgotten, I'm almost 40, and I, I'd forgotten who I was as a child, that I always wanted to be a spiritual teacher, <laughs> I always wanted to be a rabbi, and I said to myself, you know, this is the year I'm going to get my, my body well, and I'm gonna, I'm going to start sharing these things that I'm passionate about. And I wound up in a doctor's office one morning. I was in Dr. Schiller's office here in Jerusalem. He's yeah, of course. a wonderful integrative practitioner. He's, he's amazing. He's, he's so a, special. He's a brilliant medical doctor, and he also understands spirituality and, and our, our makeup, I think, in such a profound way. And I found myself sitting across from him just crying because I mm. felt like I had landed in the lap of someone who cared. Oh, that's so powerful. He, oh i just sat there and cried and, and i just said i i don't even i just feel like you're gonna take care of me i don't know what he didn't even have to say anything oh. and so what he wow, said to Ozzie, me that's so special yeah it was it was special and what he said to me i think is something that everybody needs to hear at some point in life yeah. the earlier the better he said what do you want to do with your time what do you want to do with your life i said you know i could just yeah i am writing this book but i'm never really going to share it with anyone Cause you no, know, just I don't know what people are gonna think, and I could just you know I could stay home. I have four kids. I could be busy staying home. And he started asking me more and more questions. You know, um, what did you what did you used to want to do, or what are your skills, or what's your education? And he just kind of looked at me and gave me a prescription that day. He gave me a prescription to change the way that I eat change the way I sleep, to change the way I interact with digital devices, to start meditating, which I went kicking and screaming, but I did it.
0: Really? You? (laughs) Kicking and
1: screaming. Oh my gosh. The whole way. The whole way. And the last thing he said to me was that I need to help other people in order to fulfill my purpose.
0: Wow. So. Wow. We have a lot of gratitude to him right now. That's amazing. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But let's just be real because you weren't feeling that you weren't doing it one person one guy somewhere says you have to go do this and that was enough for you i needed it i needed
1: i had forgotten i had forgotten i was so busy telling myself no i was so busy critiquing myself for all the things i wasn't doing right
0: Mm. and all the
1: places in life i wasn't succeeding and all the things i could have been and i should have been And all the foods I'm not allowed to eat. Right. That I forgot what I am allowed to do. Yeah. And I forgot what I love and what I am doing to contribute to the world. And I was in such a myopic, negative, critical
0: place that I forgot that I can help people, even if I'm struggling. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And I'm so glad you're saying this out loud. And I'm I'm so happy for anyone listening who you know, it's so it's so easy to go into that place. It's so easy to spend our days focused on everything going wrong. And especially in today's world and everything that we are facing internationally, right? The entire world is facing some level of suffering or hardship or things are different than they were two months ago, six months ago. And it's so easy to focus on everything that is going wrong. And it's so important. It's not just important, it's essential that we stop and say what's going right what is working and it's the first thing i start all of my clients on when they mm. come to me for illness recovery yeah. is start your morning focused on what is working in your body cuz we're here to heal and if you st- and most people with illness and i have a feeling you could relate to this right especially when you're living with pain you wake up and it's almost automatic after a while and it's i mean i can't believe you were you were a baby Mm -hmm. so when when it's all you know you start your awareness you you start your day your first awareness is of where's my pain yeah and how cranky is my body today and how limited will i be today and how much will i not be able to do today how much is it going to stop me you focus first on that and so the very first thing all all of my clients have to do is start their morning with thanking their body for what is working and it is so interesting how many people will tell me I can't I have nothing to thank my body for but they're speaking they're hearing me they're seeing me like you have to find it you have to find it because otherwise pain is a blinder yeah oh it's a. oh my gosh it's a blinder it is It is one of the most, I mean, I lived with pain for years. I'm telling you, I mean, you know. Yeah, like it's, I will always say like that was, that was by far the most debilitating symptom. And it's so frustrating because no one sees it, but it's true. It's like nothing, you can't think, you can't, there's nothing outside of that. But to do what you did and to just say like, oh wait, let me go look at what does exist. What is there, what I can eat versus what I can't eat. And, and you know what? Our, bra- our brain is, is hardwired to look at the negative. Our brain is hard because it's for survival. 100%. And so for us to find joy, we actually have to work for it. And what I love, I just, it's so beautiful to me that you took this year, that you gave yourself this gift, and I want to know a lot more about that year. Mm-hmm. But what's so beautiful to me is, like, people, I always get this comment, like, oh, Kaylee's just resilient, or she's just really an optimist. And I'm like, it takes hard work. This is a skill. Yes, to be people like us. (laughs) And that's why I'm like, I want to know what that year looked like for you Mm -hmm. and what it meant to pause for a year. So many people are scared of that and won't give themselves 10 minutes a day, let alone a year. Mm -hmm. What?
1: What was that like for you? It was a lot of figuring it out. You know, some days it was like me feeling sorry for myself. Mm. And other days it was starting to implement practices that would help me. And I remember in the beginning when I came home, I just made like three basic changes to my diet. I stopped eating flour, um, sugar, and dairy. Like So I didn't eat processed food anymore after wow. that. And And after a few weeks, I just started feeling better. It and helped. I started realizing like that uh, I had just forgotten to take care of myself. I was so busy in my head, Mm -hmm. which like I don't, you know, it isn't so hard to believe. Um, There's a lot going on in my head. I was so busy in my head, I would forget to do things like drink enough water. I'd be so busy taking care of my kids or planning yeah. who knows what, Yeah. thinking about something, right? right? I'm too busy thinking to drink water. But things like that, like I just, I remember I got this sheet of paper that said that I needed to, you know, these, these are the colors every day, make sure you have all the colors of the rainbow in your food. And so I started remembering the things that I used to do before I moved across the world. And before wow. all these, you know, like before I found myself in a high stress situation, like, oh right, the organic produce delivery. And oh, right, water and, and, and let's get some fresh air and sunlight. And, and so little by little, I started learning about new practices for, mm-hmm. for physical health and then also mind, body, emotion, right? And spirit. Yeah. And as I started getting better, I, people just kind of started coming out of the woodwork, like asking me questions sure like you know what are you doing how did you do that yeah and and little by little you know started sharing but I think that over the course of the year I, I, I learned and I, I, I discovered that like the idea of embracing challenges in our lives you know sometimes it's hard to wake up in the morning but there's a real mindset shift that happens when we realize looking back over the course of our lives and all of our listeners can do this right now what do you remember Mm. what's memorable for you what are you proud of and every single time i would look back and think about that you know where was i where am i going i would realize that the the moments i was proud is when i did something a little bit uncomfortable or i did something a little bit vulnerable or a little bit uncomfortable like i pushed myself right right in a certain way to do something meaningful that i really cared about and and, and that was it. And I just began embracing this challenge of, like, accepting that at that point in my life, I had gotten to a really insecure place. Mm. I had forgotten. Yeah. And, and the power of shifting out of our survival brains, really, and into this place of transcendence even of peace transcendence possibility yeah the plane of possibility you know I I remember yum like like this meditation I went kicking and screaming in a meditation but I did it Mm. and I remember this one day it was already like six months after I had seen that doctor Dr. Schiller and I went outside and I wasn't having so much luck sitting up meditating like I was never comfortable or something would kind of distract me And that day I just said I'm gonna lay down, it was a sunny day in June, and listen to this incredible meditation. And there was a breathing exercise, you do a belly breathing, like a deep belly breathing, and then a shallow breath in that order, breathe from the bottom up in a pattern. And through connecting to the pattern, there's a certain, there was a certain point where like for the first time ever, my thoughts just turned off.
0: Oh, (laughs) isn't it, it's a delicious (laughs) moment. (laughs) And I will never forget it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is profound.
1: Yeah, it was a gift and and after it was over, you know, I kept I remember like sitting there in the meditation thinking like what's going to happen? You know, am I, am I going to get sucked into this vortex of light? <laughs> am I never coming back? Am I going to wake up and and I called Dr. Schiller and I called every meditation person I I could <laughs> possibly think of like Am I okay? Like is this supposed to happen? Like is this kosher? You know, just like yeah. what is this? And and sure enough, like I had learned the power of mindfulness. Yeah. And it was a Friday. And so oh, the next beautiful. day was Shabbat and yeah. I remember thinking the next morning, I really want to try this again, but I don't have Insight Timer. I don't have the meditation guide. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I sat down and I remember I had a phrase like a mantra that I said. That morning it was Shabbat and so I was just speaking, I thought, you know, I'll use a mantra meditation instead. And the meditation that I did that morning was Ain Od Milvado, which is like there is nothing outside of you. Mm-hmm. There is nothing outside of you. We are all you, me, everything we see, everything we experience, everything that was, is, ever will be, is one. Yeah. And I just said that and I had that experience again. <laughs> it was like okay this is this can, this this can help me
0: there's some science here it's so 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 profound and you know they've done studies that actually shows what's what's happening in the brain when you meditate and and there there's a huge range but the most like the deepest form of meditation is chemicals are released in the brain that are equivalent to taking some of the most intense psychedelics some of the most intense drugs and like it's all there in our minds, you know, and like we can experience that, you know? So like I've had people tell me before, like, Oh, you know, I tried DMT and, and I saw the universe and, and I just, you know, there's no judgment, but I just gently let them know, like, you know, that you you could do that just on your own. And I find that so remarkable that like we actually have the tools And I love, I mean, when you described it, I I was like, my eyes are closed. I'm like there with you. I'm like, you experienced your soul. You felt your soul. You felt that connection of oneness to the entire universe, to all that is. And that is, that type of experience is so expansive that it, I mean, it's life changing. And I'm like, Wait, you did this early on in your meditative journey, it sounds like. I had been trying, you know. I'd been practicing. I'd i
1: been learning about this stuff for many years. Mm. When I was growing up, I worked in a psychic bookstore when I was 16. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I know you used to like- Where, blend, like the Bodhi uh, tree? It was in where? Encinitas, California. OK. And where I grew up. Of course, up. California. Yeah. And, um, and I remember the lady who owned the store told me, like, I should move the things around to move their energy. And I started learning about energy, wow. and reading the books, and yeah. astral projection, and he's like, really, like, yeah. so I'd been trying, but I could never get to the point of self-acceptance, really, which is what happened to me that day. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it, for me, has to do with age. I'm turning 40 this year, and I think I just needed to, like, go through some stuff. Mazzalto. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I remember the feeling that I had when I was laying down, I was looking up at the this like beautiful, you know, kinda like prismatic image behind my eyes and the sun was shining in the sky and the blue. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember sitting there and like noticing these thoughts and realizing that like for so many years of my life I was afraid of losing people. I was afraid that I would disappoint someone. I would see a friend and I would leave and, and wonder myself, like, what if I said the wrong thing? Like what oh. if she doesn't like me or what if Like I had this real fear of abandonment and I think that when I was there in that moment, I just had this understanding of like, oh, those are thoughts and I'm noticing them. Yeah. And no matter what, whether they're true or whether they're not true, which is 99.9% likely. That's right. I am whole.
0: (gasps) Oh, (laughs) yummy. It's so profound. And yet, so basic. It's for everybody. It's, it's all like of s- us. It's every. It's every single human being at every moment. And yet, we all we all have to figure that out. We all have to figure out that moment. I just wish that, like, we could. I think, you know, I wish we could instill this in our children in a way that they'll hold on to it, even once they reach, you know, adulthood and see, you know, society and are hit with moments of. Maybe I could define this as maybe I'm not worthy, but to just be able to still have that sense of wholeness because once mm. you have it, I mean, you feel... I don't even know how to put it into words, you know, but but I know that feeling and it's like everything just comes together. Everything just comes together, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just... Yeah, it's like profound and so basic. It's it's both. It's just yeah, both. Yeah, I
1: think there's a certain
0: kind of um, like I feel like I want to
1: hold on to this all the time that I had Mm. and I think that in life you know like like someone asked me the other day about my mental health journey and she she thanked me for sharing my story, story about how I'd gone through serious depression and serious mania and anxiety and she said you know someone could meet you without knowing your story and think like she really has it all together. (laughs)
0: And I just
1: started laughing because on a daily basis, like I can be trying to get four kids out of the house and feel like I'm falling apart. Right. You know? So I think that even if we, I think that we can come to a place of
0: wholeness and that we can still be on a journey
1: Yeah. and still have new challenges
0: Yes. and embrace them. Yes, yes, yes. I was, you know, sharing um, with one of my clients this morning, you know, that I'm taking a few days off just because I sort of just hit a max and was like, you know, I need to kind of take a step back and regroup and see, you know, where, where do I need to streamline? Have I taken on too much? And, or do I just need a break, you know, which is it? Because sometimes you just need to kind of revamp your life. And, and she was like, oh, wow. So we really are always learning. And I always think it's funny because I'm just like, just because I'm your coach doesn't mean I've like got it all figured out. I love that. about You're so honest. I have. I mean, I have to be. I think it's what allows me to learn from from my coaches and from my teachers is when I see where they're learning and figuring things out and they're open with me. And I, and I want to model that. I want to model that. I can't ask them to slow down. I can't ask them, just like Dr. Schiller said to you, you know, you have to take care of yourself in these ways and, and honor yourself. You can't say that to someone if you're not doing it yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I think people do every day, do mm-hmm. that, but I, I think it's, it's not okay. But you know? you're really trying to walk the walk. I really, it's so, so important to me. I mean, that's how I became this person. You know, I mean, you're saying you took a year. I think, I think for me, probably, probably the biggest part of my transformation was definitely grieving, grieving my fiance David. That for sure was the biggest, and I which we never even got into on my show. I know we didn't even talk so, about it. It's so major, but I yeah, it's, I just want to hear everything you have to say right now. You're, <laughs> you're amazing. But I think what's interesting is like when I talk about about grief, like I was forced into it. And I've always been really big on self-care, but I've also been very challenged by the need for approval, by not feeling like an inherent sense of self-worth. And so when you're in that place, it's so easy to fall into an 80-hour work week, to fall into going to even a birthday party that you actually know like you just need that extra hour of sleep you know, but you're pushing yourself because, well, you know what that friendship might mean and what it might not mean if you don't show up, but all these pieces and things that we tell ourselves and live with. And, and then all of a sudden I'm grieving and nothing mattered. I was forced into stay in bed, stay home, only do what you feel like doing. I couldn't fake it. Even if I had tried to fake spending time with someone, there was no way. I was just, so raw and in so many ways like when I lose track when I lose sight I actually go back to that experience because I'm like hold on wait a second things have been moving too fast for like a few weeks what's something's out of alignment how come I'm not taking care of myself and I go back to that and I'm because that was as much as it's painful to return to that time in my life and to that experience it's a reminder it's a really really big reminder for me of what actually matters and that all that matters is my wellness, that's all. I can't, I don't get to help the world when I'm falling apart. I don't get to help the world when I'm running on empty. It doesn't happen. And then once I am full, you know, then I can start to pour. Then I can start to give to others. And it's, it's, it's just, it's essential. And I, I, I don't wish that experience upon anybody. But it's so painful sometimes to see how much people won't stop to give themselves time. They won't give themselves that gift. And that's why I'm just like so, I'm grateful that you gave yourself that year because I've been learning from you mm. because of all the people that came out of hearing wow, our podcast. That's so sweet. It's so, I, I really believe that. I, I really celebrate when people take that time to be their best selves because the, the, whole the whole universe benefits. The whole universe benefits.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Right there is like, it, to me that's everything, which is when I do what's truly good for me, yeah. it is good for everyone because yes. we are one.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, we are one. And so you like you model that, and then I also feel like it's, you kind of open the door to that. Like you've created the current.
1: And it's, it's like
0: that bit, little bit easier for the next person to just like, okay, she did it. All I have to do, like the wave is there. I just have to hop on the surfboard, you know, and then just ride Ozzy's wave, you know, oh, she, she paved surfing. it, That's you know. Yeah. Awesome.
1: You're
0: me back to childhood again. Oh, great. Beautiful. But isn't that also, That's by the way, it's also so important to go back to childhood. It's so important. Like there are so many times where I'm like, okay, I need to move my energy. What what do I need? Like what? And I think it's so so crucial. What what is something we loved in childhood that we don't do anymore? Maybe we should go surfing. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh my god. Oh my (laughs) gosh. This is gonna be so much fun.
1: (laughs) And this is it. This is what life is supposed to be about. We are supposed to enjoy our life.
0: Yes. 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 And it's something that I. One of the most profound things that I learned also through my grief process and, and through through my healing um my like physical healing it was that in the talmud um which is part of jewish scripture says that the whole purpose of life is to experience joy mm. and You just kind of take a step back, especially as a Jew, because we have so many rules and we have so many guidelines and we have so many restrictions and everything is like, there is a specific way to do everything, even put on your shoes. Okay. Right, right, right. (laughs) right. But then all of a sudden this beautiful wisdom says, but just, just so that you remember the whole point of this, the whole reason that we have this structure is so that you live a life of joy. That's it. That is the whole point of your life. And it's, I think it's like so transformative in our world today. You know how easy, like, oh, but the money and then the accolades and the title. And we can get lost in our our eyes.
1: We get lost in our eyes. Our eyes are an extension of our brains. And we can get lost with what we see. But at the same time there is something invisible and you know so many years ago before the Mm. phone was invented if you had explained (laughs) to our ancestors the telephone they wouldn't have believed you right right and there are so many invisible forces around us at all times yeah and we are all truly so connected so it's like you know the 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 wisdom of of the Talmud and, and, and sharing that that everything is joy is that once we I believe feel that connectedness to everyone that we really love everyone so
0: much yes it's bliss it's bliss. It's such bliss. And it's, it makes, for me, when I finally connected to that, I found it made a lot of the challenges in my life, a lot of the hard relationships in my life, suddenly easy. Hmm. Suddenly easy. It was like, I can love that person and, and know that I am deeply connected to them, even if I don't want to be around them all the time. It doesn't mean... And because when I wasn't feeling that ability to hold both, there was tension. There was tension. I felt like I was going against myself. And, but I, there's a part of you that knows that it's wrong to not like that person. And it's like, oh, there's a way to love someone and to think the world of them and to see their beauty and their joy and their soul and to also make my own choices. And that, like, suddenly just freed me up so much. Yeah, it's interesting because everything you're saying reminds
1: me of, of the the idea you shared about boundaries and these certain restrictions and, and sort of guidelines, right? Like, in order to navigate the roads on the freeway for me to get, you know, from my home on the kibbutz to Jerusalem, I need to drive, and there need to be lines, I need to stay inside the lines. Yeah. But those lines give me the freedom to fly. I mean, I, I could just, yeah. the miracle of... Of coming here and these these boundaries in our lives, you know. So oftentimes, I hear from hesitant uh, new students, afraid to make a commitment, mm-hmm. afraid to make a plan mm-hmm. and stick with it because it feels limiting. Yeah. But what's so incredible about creating schedules and structures in our lives is that it's about the space between and what that creates. Yes. Those lines, like we're we're painting the
0: lines on the road. Yeah, and then we can you know really flow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we actually have a blessing for separation, right? Havdalah on a Saturday night. We bless the difference between the holy and the mundane. Mm -hmm. We bless this concept of separation. And I I would love if you could share. um, I would love if you could share just in terms of what are some like basic structures, some basic resources that you think kind of move the needle for people in terms of, you know, of course it's lemonade land, so move the needle that that allow people to make lemonade, that allow people to harness resilience, like what are those basics that it's, you feel like you're in crisis, you feel like you're in chaos, a person who feels like they're in some free fall, what do they hold on to?
1: Yes, I am going to take a deep breath. For a moment, mm. and just let that one really—that's good modeling. Start with breath. Let that one really gestate, like to give ourselves the time and the space. Breath, breath is number one. And what's so profound about breath is that right now we're appreciating the, the moments we don't have to wear our masks, when we can be the have the distance and just breathe fresh air. We yeah. always had that, right? But how many times did you you find yourself, you know, ever? until the year 2020 saying, "Well, I'm so grateful for the abundant oxygen that surrounds me." Oh my gosh.
0: I'm so glad you just said that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
1: We I never learned that I was abundant <laughs> oxygen around me or that right. or that taking a deep breath could change my my neurological state. Right. Could bring me a sense of calm or shift me out of stress. You know, the power of breath, so I would start with utilizing breath, really, first. And breath in the way that when I'm breathing, I'm aware that, I'm I'm aware of what it's doing for me. And clearly, I'm not going to be able to get into the intricacies of my trillions of cells, but the fact that I'm, you know, I'm breathing and really feeling it, feeling it with your physical senses, like the exterior of your body coming through your nose and And how does breath, what does that even feel like for you? I'm gonna say that this can be challenging for people. As much as there are different types of breath, we can carry a lot of of stress energy around with us. And I think that the first part of, of, you know, kind of calming down can be movement you know movement is a type of meditation as i learned from dr yeah. james gordon Amazing. and you know he's like the foremost healer of trauma and he talks about the most simple and basic thing that we can all do to heal it which is to shake and dance yes that we just need like animals do to, exactly yeah we need to have that release and so i would say like if there's a moment where like you feel like you can't connect with breath it's too much you don't want to take that moment of silence it feels like too much for you if that's where you're starting should be kind to yourself. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Dance, move. Yeah. You know, we change our physical body. We change our physical state and we can shift our mental state. Yeah. So the movement and the shaking and the dancing, jump in a cold pool.
0: Oh my gosh, that (laughs) is profound. That
1: is
0: (laughs) so important. Jump in a cold pool. I've been taking cold showers um, and it's really because I've been going through a really stressful time and I could feel it in my body. And I was like, okay, how can I help my body right now? So I reached out to one of my healers, Moishi Weinbaum, who's amazing, and I almost don't wanna say it publicly because I'm like, no, I'll never get into him again because he's so booked. But he was like, you gotta take cold showers. I was like, oh, right, thank you for the reminder. And it just helps the body reset. It helps the nervous
1: system reset. It's it's fascinating because right now on the Jewish calendar, it's the nine days, and there's a right. custom that some people have to take cold showers and I remember hearing about that thinking like why would anyone want to punish themselves right. in this way <laughs> and then you meet um, what is his name Wim Hof who is jumping Hoff. in ice ice pools He's the best. and you hear about how you know jumping in the cold pools can actually really help you detoxify and de-stress, mm-hmm. and your inflammation goes down and it's like hmm can I bear this for the sake of my wellness in a more long-term capacity and for sure yeah. anybody at once yes. of course you can yeah of course you can
0: well and and i love what you were saying you know physiology is psychology and the other the other amazing thing that comes with with the cold and and choosing it right if you're stuck if you're stuck in cold weather it's much harder for to, to kind of willingly and knowingly uh process in this way but it's it's actually processing your emotions mm. you're like that detox that's happening for your muscles for your organs All of that is, your body is holding your emotions. So that cold shower is actually assisting your body to detox those emotions. And I actually didn't know that about the nine days. It's so beautiful. But this is, yeah, isn't that profound? And this is a time of mourning. So even more so that like, just help your body through it. Your body is, we're so not good at processing our emotions and like we can, we can can learn the tools. Yeah. But most of us aren't and even when we are learning the tools right like i am every day in real time processing my emotions and i was still feeling it in my body so more well, she's like okay culture like let's help the body move it through and it's so beautiful that that wisdom is right there in judaism that's like oh this is going to be a hard time you guys are going to be grieving as an entire people go help it through your body. Yeah, you know what's interesting
1: about this concept of the nine days for the whole world is that the nine days are about the loss of Jerusalem, where 2,000 years ago Jerusalem was lost to the people of the book, the people who were following the Torah and they were dispersed around the whole world. What is the, the, the importance of being in Jerusalem? And the importance of Jerusalem for the world is that when we're in Jerusalem the energy that's here enables us to pray them in the most powerful way for the world. And every year in, an, in ancient times, wow. the whole, all 70 nations would come on the fall festival time, uh, the harvest festival, and, and they would pray for the world and they would be prayed for, for the bounty of their year. Wow. The, the, the rain would come in their country, the Geshem, which is rain, and the gashmi, the physicality, that would flow into their lands all over the world. And that, that from that, from everyone having sustenance, we would have peace.
0: Oh, I have the chills. <laughs> so, I have the chills. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, so we lost our ability to pray for the world's peace and to pray for the world's bounty, and that was the real loss, and so that's what we're mourning right now. And, you know, when you say that this physical process enables us to process our emotions, it is this processing the loss, processing the loss of our power and the loss of that connection, really. We can let go of it. We can let go of it. It's time to leave it behind. We're here now. We're in Jerusalem. Yes. So we can leave behind the pain of the past the loss of the past, and we can shake it off, and we can heal, and we can let go. Literally shake it off. And realize where we are and what we can do, and that for the first time in history, we're returning to who we were meant to be, the science that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea of collective return. In Judaism, the goal is to return to who I truly am, Mm -hmm. to manifest my goodness. Yes. For you to return to who you really are. You were born... In perf- you were born in goodness and perfection yeah. with a spark of perfection inside and so collectively our return to who we really are for me shows up in the science that you're talking about the mind, body, spirit science that says everything we see, everything we experience inside of us, outside of us there's an interconnectivity to all of it, Yeah, there's an interrelatedness and that we were born we say that in Hebrew there's a, a blessing we say that um, that we were in, every living thing is endowed with wisdom. Endowed with wisdom, the natural yes. wisdom. Yes. And so, for so long over the course of humanity, especially in the last 150, 200 years, we've gone into sort of the realm of the unnatural. Yep. Wow. And, yes. and through going into the realm of the unnatural, we've discovered that we as human beings have the capacity to either offset mm-hmm. the balance of earth or to restore it. Yeah. And that we're a part of it.
0: We're a part of it. We're a
1: part of it. And so this idea you share about taking care of yourself is taking care of our unique piece, our unique part of that oneness, yes. that one being. Yes. And when everyone takes care of their one part as best as they can. Yeah. And also having compassion about yeah. that experience. Like yeah. with all the biohacks I could share with you and all the techniques and tips and trips, tricks. We gotta love ourselves. Lead with compassion. We gotta love ourselves. Yeah. No matter what and how no matter how we're learning, if we're making a mistake, it's like we are human. Yeah. There's a piece of
0: perfection passing through us, but we're human. Yes, yes, yes. And it's so profound what you're sharing about the nine days and and what used to be so, you know, important about this pilgrimage here to Jerusalem to the temple that right now we don't have. Because I really as you were speaking I'm like that is happening worldwide right now the globe is praying for each other the globe is having we are all having to be mindful of each other you know and I'm thinking about my friends and family on the other side of the world in a completely different way that right and I walk up to you today and I'm like what okay so what's our protocol what's gonna be safe for her what's gonna feel safe for me we're thinking about each other in different ways and literally the world is praying for each other and as we watched this thing you know as we watched this virus kind of spread it was like i mean how how we all sat and watched italy do you i mean i mean i just remember like there were in my whatsapp groups like you know everyone should today like sit and say psalms so that like it's not gonna like destroy their like that was before you know we would even had cases in israel and we're just people are just praying for the rest of the world and and No, it's not about are we doing it right or wrong? I mean, that's my belief. It's that as a, as as humanity, and I really believe this because I really believe also that like the virus isn't random. I don't think it's by chance that the medical community, nothing's random. (laughs) I don't think it's by chance that we don't have a medical response yet. Like I really don't. I really believe that this is a divine opportunity for us to say, for, for all of humanity to say, how are we going to take care of each other? And how are we going to show up for each other and show up for ourselves mm-hmm. and learn that it's not about my job and my title because I actually can't go to the office anymore. So who am I and can I love that person once I strip everything else away and and we're being forced to sit with it we're being forced to sit with it and every time we think things are going to open again no 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 no, you still have to stay home and deal with this and of course you know that's with an immense amount of of compassion and oh it's hard for all the people who are suffering absolutely there's so much suffering you know but it's you know so 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 it's not negating that of course i'm right. seeing all of that but i really think like this is where we have to rise like we have to stand up as humanity and as individuals both right both individually and collectively to to use to use this and to see that that's actually what it's here for whether we want to whether we want to look at it that way or not you know it's like this is our opportunity to completely shift the way we are that we are human beings and what does it mean to be and how are we being and I I mean I hope this is going to change the way we interact and like you were saying like that we are we are inherently naturally perfect as we are and to be able to love ourselves in that and then that creates space for us to connect to the oneness of the universe Mm -hmm. like I just think that, that is this prayer that without the temple here, we can still achieve that. Mm-hmm. We can still pray for this, for the health, for the abundance, for the physicality, right? If you're yeah. praying for the rain, so we're praying for the abundance of yeah. the whole world and the recovery of the whole world. like If that's not what we're being called to do right now, like yeah. you know, yeah, that's absolutely. what's happening. Absolutely. I really believe
1: that collectively, so many of us are waking up Yeah. And to say, you know what, I am one person, I'm a human being, I have my flaws, but what
0: else do I have? Yeah. How can I help? Yes. And you're seeing that. I mean, I think that's also why we're seeing so many, like, you know, really big movements right now, louder than ever before. It's not like the problems weren't there before, but I think people are, their consciousness is elevating in a new way, and they are realizing that. Oh, these other things, how I treat another human being actually does matter so much more than all this other stuff I was wrapped up in. So there are more voices now that were busy or, you know, they wanted to go grab another coffee and it was easy to to not look at it. Yeah. And we 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 can't anymore. We had too many distractions. Yeah. Like the distractions are, I'm really grateful, are the distractions are reducing, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Oh my gosh, I want to talk to you forever. I want to talk to you forever. Forever, forever. I'm with you. Um, This is amazing. And and I think it's also really, really powerful. And I want to go back to this idea that you said with the breath, because this is a time, I know so many people are experiencing so much anxiety and there is a lot of fear and on many levels, right? Not just health, it's it's economics. It's when am I going to see my family again? Like there are so many pieces. Oh yeah. And I love this like, it's, it's one thing that in real time, in the moment throughout the day, you could do. You could stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. And as you were describing it, I was feeling it in my body, which felt so mm-hmm. good, you know, and just like, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that what I've been feeling as I walk around is like, I can see in people's eyes, like fear and anxiety, you know, and they're wearing this mask. And, and I have to remind myself when I'm wearing the mask um, breathe, Kaylee breathe because i it's like it's this illusion that i can't breathe because something's on my face but i can and it's transformative when i do and when i bring my 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 awareness to it Mm. um and i think that like it's it's such an important thing that we don't realize we don't have to be superhuman to face really really hard things Mm -hmm. sometimes breath is is going to give you your resilience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be little.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it can be little. Sometimes people, you know, they'll, they'll come to me thinking they need to get some degree or some program <laughs> or, some, or some, you know, extensive course. And it's like, like let's just drink some water. Yeah. Let's drink some water. Let's go into nature. Yeah. Let's bring some nature into our homes. Let's get a houseplant. Yes. You know, there's so much we can do to bring more beauty and bring more calm to the brain. Yeah you don't amazing have to brain, overthink it. You your know? amazing
0: brain that has overcome so much. Yeah. Has overcome. So, I mean, you've yeah. really changed your brain chemistry. Oh, I, 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 I feel like it's maintenance. It's like we're
1: maintaining these incredible machines. And mm. I feel like I'm still yeah. on a journey. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. We all are. Um, and, and every day I, I hear from people. I ask people questions. And someone said to me, one thing she does to feel better is paint. And I thought, wow, like, I I'm gonna do. I'm going to try that. I'm going to do that. Nice. and there's so much wisdom to some of the, the most simple and quote-unquote childish yeah things that we yeah. we don't need to leave behind anymore
0: yeah but the key takeaway for me is like but you you got to do something you, and you deserve it you, right? deserve it you deserve it you deserve it you deserve it you just but you have to do something to nourish yourself to feed yourself and it's not that I mean it might be a massage for some people but it sounds like it's Something that is coming from within you, 100%. that is self-generated, 100%. I'll I'll share with you. You
1: know, one idea. Um, perhaps I've shared this in the past. Perhaps you've heard me speak about it. But I went through a really hard time in 2012, and found myself in the hospital and the psych, psych ward and came home and I was going through a really, really deep depression for a few months. Wow, Aussie, wow. And there was one day when a friend of mine dragged me out of the house. I don't know if you know Laura, my Yeah.
0: She dragged me out of the house, I went out for
1: coffee. We were sitting at coffee and I was just crying into my coffee. I had nothing to say, like me having nothing to say. Wow. And she just looked at me, she said, is this how you've been for the last three months? And I just like, I couldn't even answer. I was just kind of like shaking my head. And she said to me, Ozzy, you didn't do anything wrong. Oh. And like at that moment, I was, I just, I felt like I could see the blue sky all of a sudden again. Like I I didn't notice it before. Mm. And I drove home and I spoke in my own language, like out loud, you know, to the universe, to the oneness. And I said, like, what is it that made me feel so much better about what she said? And the answer that I got was, And I heard it in the silence. The answer that I that I heard was, you know, what she said made you feel so much better because she reminded you that you want to do good in this world. You want to better the world. You don't want to make you don't want to mess things up. You don't want to harm a fly. (sighs) And so I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to be a scientist about this. I can do this. (laughs) I'm in a doctoral program. I'm going to like find some research. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to create a program for myself where every day I'm going to turn my attention to the things I'm doing to serve this world. Wow. And whether it's getting up in the morning when I really just want to stay in bed, mm-hmm. or swimming a lap in my pool, or making my kids a sandwich, or driving their carpool. And I would just write down three things every day. Mm-hmm. On my, I started on my phone. And then at the end of the day, before I went to bed, I would look at the list. And inevitably, I was kind of like proud of whoever did those things in a certain way. Like, whoever <laughs> did those things, like, she must really care. Oh, wow. And, and the list grew. It grew and grew. And, and I still have it. And I turned it into a journal, actually. And it's something like I'd never even like market or share with the world. But I'm happy to share with you that I made this journal. Yeah. It's called the Growing Kindness Journal. And it's on Amazon now. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And it's just, it's just a basic <laughs> overview of the story I told you with some yeah. quotes throughout from some of my favorite people. And um, the truth yeah. is, like, you could write this down on your phone. You could write it on a scrap of paper. But the point is that you write it. Yes. And that you're specific. Not yeah. just like, oh, you showed up and you cared. But but you took the time to pour your guest a glass of water mm-hmm. or to smile at your neighbor or to go outside in the morning and get some fresh air even when you want to stay in bed. Self-care, caring for your environment, caring for other people. Anywhere and everywhere, but just that you acknowledge and, and write down. Yeah, for yourself, self care. Yeah. That specific thing. Cause self care is is care for the collective. It is right, right? right. So really writing down that one three specific things, and you can you can go crazy and write like three thousand right. if you want to yeah. also. <laughs> Good. And if you Good. miss a day, like just be kind to yourself and yeah. just say like it's okay. I missed a day. It's not like some sort of like. Challenge, or but, but I it's love it's, this. it's it can be really really powerful, and it changes your neurology. It changes your neurology, changes your life. It it, it teaches you to focus on the good in yourself. Oh. Because where did we learn how to do that? I never did.
0: No, no one teaches us that. I never like, learned. Really, no. I no. learned the hard way. So you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's so true. It's so true. You know, and and it's something that like it's so easy. Also, you know, as we're growing up, it's so easy to 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 focus on all the times we got in trouble and to all the things we all the things we were doing wrong and it's also easier for parents to focus on that you know especially if they are not you know taking parenting classes or anything like that so we're not being taught that we don't grow up with that and we have to teach we owe it to ourselves to teach it to ourselves and to like build that muscle it's a muscle and then you get really good at it like oh wow i just did that that was so awesome of me you know and i just this is like such a key thing, and I know we have to wrap up, but I want everyone to just really hear that this was you in two thousand twelve. That's really not that long ago. It's eight. It'll be eight years ago on November eighteenth. It's really not that long ago, and today you are someone who helps others through their journeys, through their tough times, through their, you know, rock bottoms and you inspire so many people and are changing so many lives and like your message if you oh my gosh if if, if you guys go follow Ozzy on her social media and she'll share with us <laughs> that in a moment like every day you're going to be inspired when she walked in the door today mm-hmm. I said there was a post from months ago that popped up on my feed that <laughs> totally changed my whole morning Aww. you know so I want people to hear that it doesn't it's there and it's in sight and and if you could just share so from 2012 when do you think you really started to feel new when do you think you started to feel like yourself again so that people know it doesn't take a lifetime you could do it start somewhere so
1: so what happened was after after the 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 fall in 2012 that spring um, I I took a few weeks off of my doctoral program I had to stop working which was really painful for me I was a, a specialist working with Teens who needed coaching and and private mm-hmm. teaching and and I really loved them a lot and I'm still in touch with them which is amazing oh, so and sweet. they were there for me when I was sick wow. so it was a huge blessing wow um, but it took me I would say that spring it took me a few months I mean I went to a daycare program I had to work on wow. getting like um, into new routines and and dealing with you know, all sorts of, like, medical kind of, like, details, but I would say I stayed in school, actually. Wow. I almost quit school, and I remember one day I went into the writing office with, with my, the papers. It was my first year. I had a three-year program, and uh, I went in and sat down with a woman, Linda, and I, sh- I, I showed her my paper, and I said, I, I can't think anymore. My brain's not working, mm. and she said, you're not, like, where's that other Aussie? I know she's in there. Oh, wow where's ozzy and i just kind of looked at her i was like okay she's in there she's in there, she's in there. <laughs> this is gonna be really hard but she's in there and i went home and i just said like i'm gonna finish school oh my god i'm gonna finish school and oh and i just like learned to turn in papers that weren't perfect which was really hard for me wow <laughs> you know wow, but it's and, such a good lesson and i and and then actually kaylee i had this moment where i was sitting on my couch and I was just bored and I, was, I had nothing to do. I had a housekeeper cleaning my house and cooking and my husband was busy working and my kids were all at school and I'm sitting on my couch watching Desperate Housewives with like a stack of my books next to me. Wow. And I'm like, I'm watching, what, has my life really come down to this? And I turned it off, and I opened my computer, and I started searching for volunteer opportunities. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Because my list had grown. Like I was, I was already habituated to getting out of bed in the morning. Like I was doing the self-compassion writing practice, and I was implementing it, and I was like getting in a groove. Like school was all right, and I just found myself like, okay, like I needed to get better, but now, like, now I can do something. Yeah, and I just started looking for new opportunities to show up and serve, and.
0: And I found some really neat projects and, you know, just, just one day, one act at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So you were still in the program. So from what you're saying, what you're saying, it sounds like it was, it was a matter of months until you felt ready to start kind of getting back into society and contributing to society. Yeah. It's really not that long. Yeah. I
1: mean, well, there were, it was a few weeks that I took off of school. I went back and I had so much shame that I had a, I had a psychotic break. I remember sitting, I had six-hour classes, and I remember I'd sit in class, and I would kind of like shake, and I couldn't get comfortable, and the air would be, you know, like I noticed I was just not comfortable, and I was so afraid to tell people where I was, and one of my classmates said to me, like, I went to visit you at the hospital, and you weren't there. Where were you? And I was afraid to tell her. I was afraid oh. that no one would respect me anymore. I was afraid. And, and, you know, Kaylee, what I've learned since then, since I started sharing the story, is that all of those people could have related to me, and they could have been right. there for me. And her brother, this woman, she had a brother who had struggled. Oh, my God. And, you know my classmate who was my turned out to, you know, help me through this and give me my notes, she struggled with anxiety and I had no idea. And oh my gosh. And you know, everyone you meet, it's like in this day and age, like everyone has either dealt with a mental health
0: setback, yeah. is dealing with one, or is close to someone who is. Yeah. It one hundred percent. One hundred percent. And it's it's it allows them to feel more normal, but more than anything also it's like you were already dealing with so much if it could have eased your load even a little bit to know that like you're not being judged that you are being seen and I'm still even sitting here just like you're so brave to share this so openly and I'm so grateful that you are and I'm so grateful for anybody listening who's struggling and is like oh there is going there is a light at the end of the tunnel and and it's okay to share it it's okay to say it
1: yeah yeah it's okay I'll you know I'll just share quickly with you that when I, I, went, I checked myself into the hospital uh, two years ago in Israel, two years ago, two years ago exactly I was in the hospital wow. in Israel, I was just getting out, and I was in Hadassah in the psych, psych ward, and unfortunately it made me worse than not better, but I had the, the good fortune and an opportunity to meet a young woman who became a close friend of mine, mm-hmm. who was really struggling, who had struggled for many, many years, with very severe mental illness, and because I was staying in the hospital, I just started kind of helping her using some of what I knew as an ed specialist. And I got to know mm-hmm. her parents. And after three or four days, her parents said to me, "You know, you've helped her more in the last ten days, in the last three days, than she's been helped by any person in the last ten years." Oh. And they said, yeah. "When you get out of the hospital, when you feel better, can you work with her?"
0: Oh my god! Oh my gosh! This is like while you yourself are hospitalized. And that's where You're I so was. Ready. That's where I was before I came to your house. I was with her
1: oh really yeah oh my god and this is two years later oh my god and she's she's doing amazing she's doing amazing Wow. and we're transitioning actually from one-on-one work together to start a support group for young women uh, in jerusalem who are on a recovery journey who oh, this is so beautiful. are you know want to work on socializing and building the confidence and even working towards like new capacities professionally. Nice.
0: And so uh, she's like graduate, she's just blossoming. You did this while you were in a psych ward.
1: Like <laughs> I'm just like And she did so much I for mean. me. Like she, you know, she was I saw her as this young woman, she's such a flower, she's this gifted musician, she's beautiful, she's and yet she'd been told her whole life about everything that was wrong with her.
0: Right. Oh, wow. And when I saw her
1: gift and her beauty, I mean, she became a very dear person in my life. Wow. And the world can't miss out on her.
0: Oh, that's so weird. That's so amazing. It's so amazing. That's, (laughs) this is, I mean, this is what's so powerful. It's like one person doing their part to take care of themselves. You did that, and then you get to help her do that. And now she's going to hold space for others to do that yeah. like this is what to me this is like what raises the vibration of the entire <laughs> world. I just it I soar when I see you soar, yeah. you know? Like and, and you're this, doing it too. This healing You're doing it. Thank you.
1: And I totally receive everything <laughs> you're saying by the way. Not, I see it. Thank
0: I you. see <laughs> it. this this kind of healing is it's profound and to me it's so much more important like you know i was just in la for a few months and la the la community is so good at like working out every day and like yeah. covid started and everybody's out running <laughs> and i was like amazed and i was like if we could only apply this this amount of attentiveness to our internal well-being right like your mm. podcast says like within us mm. right if we could apply that to ourselves you know but Obviously, that's harder, but when you do it, it's like the repercussions are profound and the gifts are profound and there's just nothing that compares. And I just thank you for sharing yeah. that story of this amazing woman. And, yeah. and I'm so glad that women in Jerusalem are going to benefit from, so from your three days <laughs> in, in Hadassah Ward. Well, they
1: they can be <laughs> there for a week and I fought my way out. But amazingly, I, I went after Good that to you. a place called Soteria in Jerusalem that's run by a man who was a psychiatrist in Brooklyn for 30 years, and yeah. who saw everything that was wrong with the system, and yeah. he wanted to make a, a, a new bright spot. And make things beautiful, right. Beautiful. And so he created this space, this home of recovery, yoga, and painting, and wellness. And, and nice. And, and, and I went there for a week, and I was better in three days. There you go. See? So.
0: I mean, I always <laughs> say, it's so funny, because I'm, I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I, I really had to leave the world of traditional therapy, because I just felt like we're focusing on the problems. Mm. And if we're going to keep focusing on the problems, like we'll be here for decades talking about the problems. I want to hear your one small win today. Oh, you got out of bed. Oh, you brush it. Awesome. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. Love it. That's what I want to focus on, you know, like, and the more you focus on that and I see it with my clients, like everything starts to shift and that's what I I have to do that for myself. It's practice every day. It's a practice. What were my wins? Okay. Let me focus on that. Not my shortcomings. And we think that this is one of my favorite things about, you know, every morning I do, I, I, I go through phases where I change my morning routine, but one of my favorite things to put into my morning routine is um, Tony Robbins' morning priming. And something profound, it was a profound takeaway that I took from it, is that we think that the most successful people in the world are always trying to improve and always working on like where is the shortcoming, where is the gap. And he gets you to spend several minutes every morning strengthening your strengths. Mm. Please strengthen my gratitude, please strengthen my strength. Please strengthen my ability to help others. Please strengthen my intuition. Please strengthen my drive. Not, not, you know, I'm really not so good at this over here. I'm really not good at managing budget and finances. You know, it's that reminder of like, it's, it's just that focus of, I'm gonna celebrate my strengths. And it sounds like. And notice that. That's what was. Di- and notice that. And then. notice that
1: because what we focus on grows. Yes. And we are the director of our attention. Yes. Right? Lo- rather than letting what we see
0: direct us, yeah. we get to choose what we see. It's so, so, so true. And yet, we're not living that way. Again, no one teaches us really to live that way. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, I don't have a choice because I just won't feel right if yeah, I don't do this. Right. And you can tell the like you can feel the difference. I mean, I'm I I'm sure for us it's different, you know, at different capacities and also each each body is different, yeah. every brain is different. Oh, yeah. But for sure 100% for me, like in order to start my course, in order to work with my clients every day, in order to even start my coaching practice, I had I had to only focus on what I was doing well and only from that place can I trust myself enough to, okay, listen, it's not gonna be perfect, but I know what I can offer and I know how I can help, and so I'm gonna do that. And maybe there are days where I can't. I'm gonna focus on those wins that day. You know? So So beautiful. We have to and do what a that gift that you're day. doing it. Thank you. Because you're
1: helping you. so many people.
0: I am I feel mm. so blessed. I feel so blessed, and I'm I love every moment of it, and I try to regularly reflect on what it took to get here, because for so many years, I knew I wanted a different life, and I just wasn't living it, and I was so scared, and now I, like, every day that I get to do it, I'm just like, yes, Kaylee, like, yes, you, 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 you worked to get here, and you had to do the, like, what you're saying. You learned the hard way. Yeah. You, my dear. Oh, oh, I learned the hard way every time. And (laughs) you
1: are, you have you become the teacher you're teaching people okay. and you're saving people from not having to it's the
0: it's the greatest gift but it's that one thing that you're saying we are the director of our thoughts and it is so easy to go through life without realizing that and the moment you realize it and take responsibility for that everything changes oh yeah everything the world is fighting
1: for our attention you know good yes. marketers know oh, the my number one thing is attention. Yep. And so we have to know that on a, on a, on a mind, body, spirit level. Oh, yes.
0: On right? all levels.
1: And so let's just pay attention to what's beautiful in the world for just this moment. Let's pay attention to where we showed up in a positive way, even something so small, for just one moment. Yes. And when we notice it, we realize, okay, I smile at my neighbor, but then my neighbor went inside and they smiled at their kids yep. and then their kids mm-hmm. went to the playground and they were nice and they i mean and you yes. follow this chain yes. of events and nothing stands on its own nothing it's stands like, on its own it's just it's infinite it's infinite. Every, infinite it's
0: infinite and that's how we ended up here today because lisa made one introduction you know and was thinking of both of us so I want to have this conversation forever. Amazing. Um, for now, can you tell our listeners what is exciting that you want them to be following for you right now? What yeah. they, How they can experience your oneness and your inspiring others. Yeah, so amazing. So I think that the best place today
1: would be that if you're on, on Instagram... You can come to my new, as of today, improved Instagram called wow. Grow Your Insight. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And in my book, actually, the questions in Beyond All Things. Beyond All Things is a good place to start to get familiar with like what I'm passionate about. It has 50 insights also that you can use in any moment. You can Amazing. open the book to any page and find some inspiration for your day. Yeah, I love
0: when you share that, when so, you share a page. It's that's so amazing. A, so
1: that's a good one. And then on my website, I have the book. And my website's also amazing. some really new, exciting programs that aren't yet... For those watching, here's the book. Here's the book. Things. And um, yeah, it's on drazi.co. So it's D-R-A-Z-I dot C-O.
0: Perfect. Amazing. And I Thank really, you. really, 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 really encourage our listeners to not just go and consume the information that... I think it's like I don't know if you do it rolling, but you're also running different kinds of groups, and so yes. to not just like consume, it's it's absolutely going to inspire your day. But to to look at where you can also um, participate and learn with Aussie, so I would love that. Uh, I love more than anything being a facilitator, so, and you're so good at it.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so yeah amazing. Thank you, thank you
0: so much for today. Okay. Thank amazing. you for having me. Hey, thanks for listening. For links to anything related to today's show or to stay up to date on all the happenings in Lemonade Land, follow me on social media in the show notes or visit my website, com. That's K-A-L-E-Y-Z as in zebra.com. Have a sweet and refreshing day.